0: Hey, and welcome to the Parenting on Purpose podcast, your podcast to mirror your self-development journey with your parenting journey, because it is amazing what can be accomplished with a little bit of purpose. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Parenting on Purpose. All right. Welcome back to Parenting on Purpose, your podcast to mirror your personal development journey with your parenting journey. Okay, I'm like really excited. I know I say that all the time, but this is probably one of the funnest topics we've ever talked about on the show. So we have Paul Jolch with us today. He is a personal stylist consultant and professional who's here to help you transition your wardrobe and your mindset about feeling good in your skin and your clothes. So I've, I've never done anything like this on the show. I'm so excited. Paul, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank
1: you. I'm super excited to be here because this is a topic I love talking about.
0: And you're so good at it. I had so much fun chatting with you last time, and I just love your whole vibe around showing up for yourself in a different way and being intentional. And I think our audience is going to learn so much from you. So uh, really excited to talk about this one particularly. So start us off, Paul. I always like to ask our, our guests, what is one thing that you do in your life to help you show up on purpose?
1: Um, Showing up on purpose, I mean, I am going to put it within my expertise of style is just... Perfect. Making sure I give myself the time to decide what I'm going to wear, because it can really set you up for your day. And it's no matter what your day is. Today is a work from home day for me. But I'm like, I'm also showing up on a podcast. I know I'm being filmed. I want to wear like a cute top. And I even... You know, I'll probably walk out there and my husband will think I'm crazy, but I'm like, I put on a pair of jeans today where normally I'd put on a pair of sweats. But it's about dressing in a way that also gets your mindset in the appropriate place for what you're doing. So you're set up for your day even before your day gets started.
0: I love this already because you already like... Like popped a preconceived notion I have about like really trendy people, and it's like no, they have sweat pit days too. It's not like they're always showing up in their and their Gucci and their Fendi. So I love that. So it's really about just seeing what feels purposeful today for you, and then giving yourself the time to pick something that's going to be helpful in in whatever vibe that is.
1: Exactly, and even I mean it it even goes earlier creating a wardrobe that makes sense for your current lifestyle i mean this is huge for parents this is huge for new parents because you've experienced so many lifestyle shifts so i mean i see this pretty often the bulk of my i work with men and women the bulk of my clients are busy moms so i was just in someone's closet last week and i see this all the time the going out tops from before you had kids that you'd throw on with jeans and heels and she's like yeah these tops are so old and i never wear them and i'm like Okay, that's from your old lifestyle, because when you go out now, it's not the same thing. So you need to recognize where you are and essentially adjust accordingly.
0: I love that. I feel like whenever you watch like oh my gosh I'm trying to think of like all the different shows with like makeovers that like we love to watch. My husband loves to watch these shows. My husband is like a (laughs) 6'3", like 230 pound like football playing Samoan dude and like he loves to watch like Queer Eye and some of these shows and they're so wholesome and I love them but the first thing they do Paul is they walk into the closet and they always are ripping out just old things like things that just no longer are in service and if I think about, cause I can't say I've never done that. Like you go back in to try and find what you're going to wear for the day and you're holding this stuff up and you, it, the way it feels in the moment is you just feel off. You don't know why, but you just feel like, ugh, like this isn't like, this isn't right. And then you're just like, I have no options. I have nothing to wear <laughs> the whole closet of nothing to wear.
1: <laughs> How I like to put that very simply is your life has evolved but your style hasn't caught up. And especially right. when you're in those transitions and life is moving so fast, You don't really feel like you have time to figure it out, but then you realize your wardrobe, like I said, reflects your life how it used to be. It reflects who you used to be. It reflects your old job or your old style of working. If you transition from office to work from home or to a hybrid schedule and you have completely different needs. So when you go to your closet and you feel like I have nothing to wear, it's not that you literally have nothing to wear. You could achieve not being naked. But... You don't have anything to wear that makes sense for what you're doing and who you are right now.
0: And what makes you feel empowered to take on the day, right?
1: Exactly. And it's all about feeling. I tell people this all the time it's about the clothes, but Mm. it's not about the clothes. I work with clothes Mm. with my clients, but clothes are a tool to make you feel good and set you up for whatever is going on. I say this all the time, but the goal is to get dressed, look at yourself in the mirror. Think, ooh, I look cute today. And then completely forget about what you're wearing for the rest of the day because it functions for your day, it feels good, it makes sense, it's appropriate, and you don't need to worry about it again.
0: I love that. It's so funny. It's like, I think... So I'll use my husband as an example, because I think some people are just better at this than others. And, you know, if you think about like, I, I am a uh, historic overthinker, like I'm always thinking about stuff, which is great in certain aspects, but obviously hinders in others. So like my husband has like two or three stores that he loves to shop from. Most of them are online. One is like, uh, it's called built BLT. And it's like a tapered men's shirt that like hugs in and accentuates your, you know, your muscles. And, like he just has like six shirts from them. And then he has a few from like men's warehouse that he got tailored a certain way. And they're just all there. And he has like probably a 10th, if, if not less of the clothes I do, but he just always walks in, puts something on, walks out in like two seconds and he just looks and feels amazing. And I'm just like, okay, I'm really, I'm really jealous with the ease by which you achieved all of that. <laughs> and I'm still like, I have six pants out. And I don't know what to
1: do. <laughs> well, and that is a strategy. <laughs> That's more of a strategy for someone who's not super into clothes and style and expressing themselves, but still wants to mm. feel good when they look in the mirror. It's essentially your husband has figured out this formula that works Love for it. him and he's done. And that, does, that level of simplicity doesn't work for everybody, but it's the same idea. It might not be the same shirt from the same store in six colors, but if you're like a graphic tee and a striped tee are my go-tos to throw on under a cardigan or a blazer or a little utility jacket, that's where you have choices that don't all look the same, but they serve the same function. So getting dressed is as easy on certain days as jeans, cute sneakers, graphic tee, cute jacket, and you're done. But it doesn't look the same every day.
0: Exactly. You have like a formula. Oh, I, I can't say that I've ever put that much thought into it. I love this. I'm, I'm like so excited. We just started. I'm like taking notes like purposely. So tell me about how often you or how often do you recommend that your clients like refresh their wardrobe or the way it's organized to help them like fit their evolving lifestyle? How does that look?
1: I mean, it really depends on your needs. It's more about at some point taking I'd rather say you take a good chunk of time, that'll be different for everyone, really figure out what's gonna work for you. Figure out if that's actually reflected in your closet. Reorganize your closet as necessary. Shop to fill those gaps. Figure out those easy everyday outfit ideas. Invest that chunk of time and then you won't need to worry about it for a while. I mean, if we look at my like regular client cycle, you know, I was going to say, we're coming up to spring. We're not coming up to spring yet, but it's because my head's already there because I'm scheduling. People for spring. Um, but let's oh, say wow. you do this approaching spring. Well, you should be kind of good until there's a major shift in weather. Then you need to reapproach. It's exactly what I do for my clients. We'll do my entire framework. It's a, it's a four-step framework, very similar to what I just described. We'll do it in one season. Then six months later, seven mm-hmm. months later, when there's a shift in weather, it'll be a much smaller amount of work to just fill those specific gaps based on weather or occasions or whatever it is. So it's a a decent investment of time if you wanna be incredibly mindful about it at the outset, but then it's more maintenance moving forward. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, it makes it a little easier. Just as you go, and you know, hey, this is kind of my go-to staple, um, like outfit, and that this would fit really well within it and be exchangeable. Uh, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. It makes uh, a lot of sense. And
1: ultimately, when you have, let's say, a shift in lifestyle, like let's say you start out as a young parent with young kids, then all your kids are in school, and you've decided to shift how you work. That's a transition. That's a good time to reapproach your closet, reapproach your style. Your needs will be different. So when you hit some of those major milestones, I work with many parents on the other end where their kids are in high school or they're approaching empty nest or whatever, and they're just getting Mm -hmm. more of their life back. That's a big transition point for them, too, because, you know, they're shifting out of mom and dad everyday nonstop mode into, oh, I get to do what I want. Like the majority of the time, this is new.
0: I love this. Okay, so when we talked before, you had such a great perspective on this because it had very little to do with clothes and it had a lot to do with like um, feeling good in who you are and not letting body uh, whatever, like regardless of body type or body image or um, budget dictate you feeling good. In your, in your clothes or feeling good the way you show up. So I'd love to ask, especially for parents, right? Because our, our podcast is predominantly parents. What are some of the habits or commonalities that you see amongst your clients when it comes to this and like common pitfalls? And then how, like, what are some of your, like your tips to help you kind of get a good baseline for approaching, uh, you know, this topic for them
1: so they can start to rethink their wardrobe, but from like a much healthier place? I mean, I think it's, there's a bunch of stuff. One of the biggest things is just giving yourself time and space to do this. Mm -hmm. And even before that, giving yourself the permission to do this. For many people in general, and then I'll move on to parents, many people in general, it might feel selfish. It might feel very surface Mm -hmm. level, very not important when you're thinking of it at just the level of why should I spend so much time thinking about how I look? How you look affects how you feel. It is all about your relationship with the person in the mirror. And that can heavily guide how you move about your day. You know, when some people will say to me like, the whole thing of clothing and style is trivial. Why, why spend so much time about how you look? And I put it simply, when you feel good, you're more set up to do good. So if you think of it that way, like I said, you're setting yourself up for success. As opposed to creating unconscious obstacles to right. the simple act of having a good day. So I see that like, again, the, the very positive thing when a client comes to me is they've decided to devote the time, the energy, the resources to feeling better about how they look and emphasizing the feeling better. Yes. Like I said, clothes are a tool, but they're not the end goal. Um, parents definitely can get stuck into, it's all about the kids. Yeah, it's then I'm a parent <laughs> on the other end. My kids are older. My younger son is 27. Um, it's not all about the kids. I think it's really good. And I feel like, I mean, I have amazing parents. I feel like they married this as well, that they had lives outside of the house. They had lives that weren't built around taking us to every single activity every weekend wasn't just about us or in cases yeah. you know i'm very grateful to have had some great time with my father rode horses growing up we made a conscious decision to get a horse to have that as something we did together wow. those things were built around us doing it together it wasn't them always dropping me off and letting me do my own thing i'm, I'm getting off the topic totally now. but it's as part of the journey it's all good yeah It can be very much about you still get to be you and a parent. And I feel like many of my clients, specifically many of my busy younger mom clients with younger kids, they kind of forget that I'm a mom. I'm also a woman who gets to be happy with how she feels in clothes. I think that's one of the biggest things. I say, I mean, it's kind of three parts, but giving yourself the time Mm -hmm. to do this and see it as worthy, giving yourself kind of the space. And that's more the mental and emotional space to do it, let alone physical space of like, let yourself clean your closet and the grace to do it. It's, you're not gonna get it right the first time all the time. You're gonna try something and maybe it doesn't work. It doesn't mean you're not gonna try again. You're going to just try on a different pair of jeans. You can't let yourself get so frustrated in the fitting room that two pairs of jeans didn't fit that you're like, I can't fit jeans and you walk out of the fitting room. My clients will try on 15 pairs of jeans to land on two or three pairs of jeans. And that's normal. So just allow yourself to grow and evolve through the process and check in with yourself to see how things are going. I feel like that's, I feel like that's a big part of it. And like I said, just giving yourself the permission that it's okay to feel good in clothes. And on a side note, I think that's a great example to set for kids because I have clients now who are like, let's say they're late 20s, getting like their first managerial jobs and they realize they have no idea how to sort of up level what they've been wearing because they've been able to get through school and through, especially in the Bay Area, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, in very business (laughs) casual places. They've been able to just slide by with like graphic Mm -hmm. tees and things and sneakers, and they have no idea how to kick it up a notch. Showing your kids this as an example is showing them that it's okay to take pride in your appearance and you're giving them tools, even if it's just them watching you as to how to do it.
0: It's a, it's a self-care thing. And it's a, a, a positive body image thing that it's not, it's not just about showing up and, you know, doing things for other people, which is a huge part of it, but it's also about just feeling good in who you are and making, and just being a, the example for your kids of doing that. I love that. This is very fun. Like what's fun about this is it is a journey of growing. Like I think about, I have a daughter who's 16 now, 16, well, it's crazy. And <laughs> she, we had, I, she, I adopted her into my life when she was four. Right. So I got to skip this whole, uh, the whole like brand new baby phase with her. And I just remember like being a, woman in my 20s like single and then all of a sudden i met this guy and his little niece that we started to like adopt and now officially have and like we would go to the movies and she was on point and we didn't have a ton of money at the time. I used to go to target in Washington state and they had some good stuff, man. That target was on point, but she would look adorable. And I was a mess. My hair was like in a ponytail. And like, I was the quintessential mom, not to say that I'm not sometimes I, I definitely still rock the ponytail and the leggings, but I was like, man, I have no energy or time to like do both of us. Like I went from just doing me to only doing her. And to be fair, she has this like crown of afro hair it's beautiful and took a lot of figuring out how to figure all that out. Um, So it was just like the funnest process, but I had to realize like, okay, if I want us both to look semi-decent, like maybe there are some things that she can offload and take like, you know, she's four now or five or six. She can pick, I can lay out some options and then I have a little time back. And you said this on our, our last call when we were saying hello intro, but like pick things out the night before so that when I go to like get ready, if I know we're having an event or something, I'm not like pressed for time or stressed out and choosing between work my, my family, my growing family, and then like feeling good about myself, right? You can have all of those things.
1: Totally, and there's, like you said, there's strategies to figure it out for you and your kids. Like, I think even when you, and it's like exactly what you said is so easy to default to. You pour everything into your kids. You like, they look great, they're turned out, and then you feel like a mess. Well, you just accidentally gave them the example of giving everything to someone else and having nothing left for yourself. And it's not to get, I'm not a parenting expert by no means, but those are accidental things that you fall into and you don't Mm -hmm. realize you just did it. And like you said, there are those strategies that you can use the same way that you would lay out your clothes for the night before. And I'm gonna comment on something you said, you said for an event, why can't you lay out your clothes the night before just for a regular day, just to take Mm -hmm. one decision out of your morning. You're gonna do it the next morning anyway. So why not just do it the night before? when you're not trying to get the kids ready at the exact same time. And then something I recommend, especially if getting the kids ready in the morning is challenging, is take some time on the weekend. Work with your child, especially if they have a strong opinion on what they wear, pick out a bunch of outfits, photograph them, and then tell them, okay, today you can choose from any one of these 10 photos. It gives them the autonomy. It gives them, depending on the age, the responsibility of actually physically getting dressed or pulling stuff out of their closet. And it buys you that little extra time for yourself, too, where you're not just focusing on the kids in the morning. You get to feel, let's say, even if you get to 75% of feeling great about how you look on a given day. For some people, 75% exactly. is a lot. Because they've like been working at 20% for a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so cool. simple. We, we yeah. rob them intentionally creating habits that could be teaching them maybe nefarious things or not the best self-worth or self-image things. And you can actually fix that. That was really, really,
1: well, cool. that's awesome. And even like, I hit this sometimes with my clients and it's more with my male clients where not everybody's going to be into clothes, but you have some mm-hmm. level of opinion. I'm not asking you to pick from seven. I'm holding up two things and saying, you have to pick one. So it helps them rather than you picking their clothes, you buying all their clothes, you laying out their clothes, and then they become an adult and they've never actually made a conscious decision about what they're putting on their own body. Love
0: that. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Yeah, because what does that do to their, gosh, I don't even, I never thought about this until now, Paul, but like, what does that do for their identity? if they don't have a, a say, now they're going to start to feel like, I don't really know what my style is. Um, yeah. so it's a, it's a slippery slope.
1: Even if they're more focused on how stuff feels, they still get to make the decision by saying, well, this one's way more comfortable. I want that. These aren't so comfortable. They're still making those conscious decisions. Not everybody's going to be out about how it looks, but they're still making mm-hmm. those conscious deliberate decisions and To pull it back to the entire idea of style and what I do with clients, it's all about being intentional. It's about getting dressed on Mm -hmm. purpose when you fall into the trap of getting dressed by default.
0: That's what I took away from what you said a little bit ago, where it's like, and I don't mean this in in like a, a bad way, but like just taking a little control back of your life and giving yourself the permission to say, like, it's okay to do this intentionally, and it's okay to feel good about myself. And I am gonna be. I'm going to, I feel like you, you take the time anyway, whether that time is spent pilfering through your past three decades of life phases and trying to find something that might, might fit. I mean, you're still spending time. You can just be more intentional with how you do it so that when it comes time to ever getting dressed every day, you feel really good about your decisions. And it's funny because like, I can see how that affects people like you're out like I'm thinking of friends and family and people who are intentional about what they wear versus people who aren't and it really does affect the way you show up and the way that you um, feel about yourself and even the things you say like you you said oh I look cute today and then you walk out well how many times do people start their day with the opposite self affirmations like oh god I look so frumpy this is all I have I gotta run and like well that sucks you don't want to start your day that way so I really love that because it's very simple and it's very specific to close. But I think if we just take a little bit more of a open heart to it, you can really allow that to like change the way you feel about yourself and have an amazing start to your day and start to change things in people's lives. So I took a personal note on that. I am going to do that. That's awesome.
1: (laughs) That's so good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, because you realize exactly what you said it's it does come down in many cases to that self-talk and when you don't even, intentionally look in the mirror before you leave the house. And let's say you catch a glance of yourself in the rear view mirror, or when you're walking by a store and you see your reflection and you're like, that's how I left the house today. Like, I mean, as a, you know, random little tip, please buy a full length mirror, everybody. I work with clients who are like jumping up and down in the mirror of their bathroom because they never actually see what their shoes look like. So, <laughs> That's one small thing about being intentional is look yeah. at your whole self before you walk out of the house. So nothing's a surprise during the day, but it's, it's that little stuff you realize that you do so true. more often than not on certain days say, like, oh, this is the best it's going to get today. Or Ugh, this is how I look today. Or you look at the mirror and you're like, Ugh, I do need to go shopping. And then you walk through and it's like, (laughs) at least do some work to start turning that around.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I like, okay, so I have an overall question. What what do you recommend for your clients who you just don't have any, um, like they just don't have any idea of like what their style is or like when they they don't know where they aspire to get their ideas from when it comes to fashion. And it's just something that they're kind of, um, you know, that they're kind of, uh, learning into like, where where are some good places for them to start to get some of these ideas?
1: I mean, a great place to start easy is Pinterest. Pinterest is a treasure trove of visual imagery. So other people use it, for other things, organizing recipes or whatever, but the initial idea behind Pinterest and what it still is easy for is grabbing images from anywhere you can find an image. You Not to get into the logistics of Pinterest, but you don't have to just pin from Pinterest, you can pin from anywhere on the web, you can save to a Pinterest board, anything you can screenshot. So just start, if you can even start from the very basic level of jumping on Pinterest and typing mom outfits, mom style, and see what shows up. It's, it's the exact exercise I give my clients as part of their initial work, is that I ask them to do the exercise of grabbing images and pinning them to Pinterest. What I say is grab like, for, for what I have them do, 30 to 50 images. Don't think, think too hard. Just pin, 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 pin a bunch of images. Then start looking for consistencies. Do you like more color? Are you drawn to neutrals? Do you like prints? Do you like solids? Do you love cute, sporty sneaker outfits? Are you more of a flats person? Do you love dresses and skirts to dress up? Or are you pants and jeans all the time? Like just notice some stuff. I have so many many people who tell me I don't have style. I don't know my style. And I'm like, well, according to your Pinterest board, you have a very clear style. You might not have expressed it yet, but you have a clear set of preferences. Style is really just the sum of your preferences. So you have a clear set of preferences, recognizing that is the first step to getting there, because then you can do the next step of, okay, I finally figured out what I really like. Is it in my closet or not? Like, that's how you move forward.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And it seems very easy to do. Right. And I think we've all done a portion of that where you start to say things or things that you like or upcoming seasons, but maybe haven't taken it the full the full cycle or just understand how to integrate what you see. Right. Or or there's like other things where you see it and you haven't given yourself the mental permission. And so you have um, a negative self-talk that even stops you from starting the journey. Like, Oh, I love this, but I don't have the budget to go shopping right now. So I'm
1: not even going to think yeah. about it.
0: And it's like, well, I mean, you do, no. but you can figure it out.
1: Well, and people constantly throw up those obstacles of, I don't have the budget to do it or, well, that doesn't make sense for my lifestyle. You might be pinning a dressy outfit and it's a combination of green top and blue pants Could you translate that color story into a more casual outfit? Really get down to the level of dissecting why you like it. And there are ways, again, I tell this stuff to clients. When you're doing that exercise, don't get caught up in, can I wear this exact outfit from a lifestyle, from a money, from a body type? There's ways to adapt what you like into a way that makes sense for your lifestyle, for your body and within your budget. you know, A color doesn't cost extra money. You're maybe not gonna buy the $200 -hmm. shoes, but if it's like, oh, it's the coolest sneaker, well, find out what you like about it and then figure out something in your budget. I mean, people, yes, I'm not cheap to work with, but I don't work with clients who have the crazy big budgets. My clients are the people who shop at the mall. My clients are the people who like their high end of stuff is Nordstrom. I don't necessarily take clients, target an old Navy, but I have had clients where based on sizes or whatever, we have grabbed some stuff from old Navy. We have grabbed some stuff from resources. We mix the less expensive with the more expensive, being very mindful on where you're spending more money money from a quality perspective. And then I say, go cheap and cheerful with the other stuff. And it's a mix. So there's no barriers that can't be overcome to feeling good and more intentional with how you show up in clothes.
0: I love that. Yeah. Especially for parents and, and families, right? Cause they have to spread out over more people, but it doesn't, yep. what I think is fun about this and like, what seems so like, I can't believe I haven't thought of it till now. It's like self-discovery. It's like a really fun way to approach, learning more about yourself and learning more about how you can love yourself in this phase of your life and the same with your kids right like my son's three and I think as parents we do this for our children so naturally but we do not do it for ourselves so my son's three he's Samoan Italian he's like he's like Three and a half feet tall. Like he's just really, really tall for his age. Big. He's in like five, six year old closer. Right. He's just huge, and, and like full of life and energy and just awesome. And I, for him, I just think, oh, I want to make sure he has clothes that he feels comfortable with and he feels good in his growing body. And I want him to know he's like strong and uh, loves to play sports. So I have no problem doing that and finding things that we think will help make that lifestyle for him easier and then we involve him in choices and oh do you like like literally this he's potty trains three but it's like do you like the super mario underwear do you want the marvel underwear today like <laughs> want to be black panther or do you want to be iron man and this is literally conversations and he gets so excited about it but you know we don't do that for ourselves i don't think they make iron man stuff my size i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> but we we can take more fun in enjoyment in picking our our options. So I really, I really like that. I can see a lot of parents, you know, having that phase where it's like, okay, I don't understand necessarily my own style or how to achieve it. So where do you feel, Paul, that people really get stuck when it comes to, all right, now I have this Pinterest board and I've taken some ideas of what I like and now I'm at the mall and now I'm shopping and now I'm trying to piece together this image I have in my head or on my, on my phone, uh, what are some of the things that people kind of fall into here? And then how do you like help them through that?
1: Well, the one thing I would say is once you've done a Pinterest board or any kind of exercise to hone in closer on your style, don't go shopping right away, go to your Ooh. closet to see Ooh. what you have too many people, in my opinion, when they're unhappy with their style, immediately go shopping, go to your closet and, to see what's working, to see what's not working, you might have discovered some outfits that's a complete rethinking of stuff in your closet. You know, you might have had an old blazer from when you used to work in an office, and you're about to give it away, but you're like, you just found great mom style, exactly what I described before, blazer, graphic sneakers outfits, and that works for when you're meeting friends for lunch or you're going to a school activity or when it's, you know, the step above your leggings outfits, that's the easy go-to. So see what you have. You don't know what you need until you know what you have. And sometimes yeah. you can discover things in your closet that were kind of treasures that you didn't realize were, or you discover, I have been shopping very much based on my needs, I just didn't realize that. I was doing it. So you're like, oh, I have a lot more than I thought I did. I work with people in both cases, have a lot more than they thought they did or need a wardrobe from the ground up, especially if someone has shifted sizes. And so it's yeah. it's then you still don't go shopping yet. You sit down and you write a list. You put the Ooh. same level, well, even more of a level of intention around writing the shopping list as you do for your grocery list because it's the same challenge you go food shopping and you're hungry because that's a need for food without a list and you buy random stuff and you're like well great i bought potato chips and like ice cream well that's not dinner for anybody so the same way you buy purposely to create a recipe of things that go together you make a list So that you are filling intentional gaps in your wardrobe so so that when you get home, you can create outfits and you don't have a bunch of cute stuff that doesn't work together. So there is work before shopping and people forget that all the time. Like you said, even thinking I have these images, let me go try to recreate these outfits at the mall. No, you got to figure some stuff out first. And like when I write my shopping list for clients, I take a solid half an hour to prepare for a shopping trip writing I have just my forms but writing things about the client their preferences all the work we've done before and then my list is derived from what was missing from their closet in a very deliberate way regarding the item regarding the colors that they like I already have the list of what it's going to go with you got it's just it's all comes down to the intentionality behind it And not everybody will have that time, but I'd rather have you spend more time in your closet to prepare, rather than just wandering aimlessly at the mall, which is what happens.
0: And one is an empowering, type of event and the other one's very disempowering it's very like low you know I don't feel good because I didn't accomplish what I thought and okay this is so like I'm really enjoying this this makes me feel like I'm getting the inside scoop to like all these shows on how these people all you see is them and I just even see it on your uh, Instagram where you're like out shopping for clients and you're pulling stuff and it it seems so easy but like there's intentionality and purpose there is so much work that
1: I don't I should flash up sometimes on Instagram. It's just, I have to like cover my client's name, but like the page long of notes I have before I'm starting shopping regarding even little preferences, like hates ruffles or, you know, Mm. loves stripes or whatever it is. It's like even recognizing those, somebody that I follow on Instagram even mentioned it. She mentioned it this morning about like, even writing the list of what you like Write that intentional. I don't like makes no sense for me list because you might be a. Attra- I mean, the easy one you might be attracted to heels, and then you buy that cute little pair of heeled booties, and then you're like, these only make sense for me like two days a month. Well, that's not where you're spending a lot of money. Buy the flat booties or the sneakers that are like your everyday. This is something else too. I mean, not off topic, but we you didn't ask me this question, but really focusing on your everyday style. That's a challenge I see people to get back to a previous question where they get tripped up. They start focusing on special occasion style. They start focusing on, I have this party coming up. I have this vacation coming up. Of course, you want to be prepared for that. Put at least the same, if not more level of intentionality behind your every day, Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday, family time. What am I going to wear that you put towards your special occasion style? Also, put the bulk of your budget towards your everyday style and invest in quality. The heels that you're going to wear three times a year do not need to be the expensive ones because you're rarely wearing them.
0: So good. That makes a lot of sense. I get bad. So
1: because I see it screwed up so often.
0: I, I can see a lot of things here that I've done, like, backward. And um, it's like we make decisions out of need in the moment or the typical, like, you know, you probably have heard this a thousand times, a typical parent story of like, I have two hours on a Saturday afternoon to knock out all these, uh, you know, uh, errands and chores. So I'm going to go return this and bring this and do this. And, oh, and then I'm going to fit in shopping somewhere in there. And so obviously you don't have enough time or intentionality behind going on that trip. So you're just trying to do what you can in the moment and then when you get home it's like this mod podge of stuff instead of spending the uh, appropriate amount of time first to lay yeah. out a plan and then it's funny because we think oh that's gonna take so much time but like how many times I used to work retail, so I can tell you, like the, I had a very specific time of the day where I knew this is the mom, this is before I was a mom, like the mom's yeah. return, like, okay, the, like they're coming, they're coming with their returns and they have to go fast and they need it to be easy because they got to get out of the car. There's two kids hanging on them. They're trying to do it before school. And it's like, we do spend the time anyway to go and try and rectify these things. We're, ju- we're just putting it on the back end versus doing it intentionally on the front end. So I love your tips. It's so good.
1: <laughs> well, and yeah, it's just about, I mean, a big part of it is recognizing what your lifestyle is to kind of make the clothes need to work for you. The clothes need to work for you. The clothes, you know, I mean, getting back to body, it's not that your body doesn't fit the clothes. It's that the clothes don't fit your body. So you just move on. When you're in a fitting room, your body hasn't shifted sizes because one thing fit and something else doesn't fit. It's the clothes that are raw. So recognizing some of that in every aspect that, you know, something doesn't work, you move on and try something else. You understand that in different aspects of your life, but people get hung up on that in clothes.
0: Makes sense. Yeah, because it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of body image stuff. It's a lot of comparing yourself to social media stuff. And I think what makes all the fashionistas and the stylists that we follow is they just have a, a basic understanding of elements of style. Sure. But also their own preferences and what makes them feel good. And they're just good to um, step to their own drummer. Right. Like they really want to embrace who they are. And that's the fun energy that attracts us to these people. And it's not necessarily the clothes, it's the uh, flair behind the clothes and their ability Mm -hmm. to connect those two. So I think what you've given is a lot of tools for parents to start to do that in a fun way that's very easy to implement into the family style. So uh, I really enjoy these tips. This is awesome.
1: Sure. And I even want to mention, because you mentioned social media, remembering that when you see that person creating that reel of outfits, they put hours of work into those 30 seconds. So it's easy to compare. Also remembering that's their job. And your job isn't looking cute every day. It's something that you wanna do, but this is their job. It's easy to get into that comparison syndrome on social, but just remembering that there's a whole life, a whole background of what's going on to get them there that you're most likely not seeing. I really appreciate the influencers that will show up. I mean, I mentioned to you before we started recording, I was in pajamas all damn weekend. And I did share a picture of me like in my gray hoodie that I wear all the time when I'm home. It's like, yeah, I'm a real person. I know how to look cute when I want to, but when I don't want to, I'm in, I mean, right now I said like I'm in a cute sweater, I'm in jeans because I wanted to be wearing jeans and not sweats today. I'm still in my fuzzy slippers because I'm working from home. Yeah, and they feel great. And they feel good.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Exactly, exactly. It's it's just, uh, it, we get so wrapped up in that stuff, which I think is, uh, it happens, but then like set the boundaries, right? Like if it doesn't make you feel good and it's not serving you, like set the mental boundary and then more empowering choice, do something else with that time that can actually serve you and make you, and make you uh, benefit your life in some way. So you mentioned a few times like, transitions um, uh, of life and uh, body changes. So obviously we shared before we started recording, I am in my six months, uh, six month of pregnancy. Uh, and you mentioned like you have certain tips for people who are at these different phases where they just find their body in a very different place for whatever reason, pregnancy, post-pregnancy, yeah. life phase, um, you know, marriage, really enjoying being together and, you know, staying home and cooking a lot and or going out eating a lot. You know, I see that a lot too, which is fun. So when you have clients in this kind of changing life phase that also accompanies like body changes, what are some of the things that you or tools that you help them to appreciate and love where they are today and then feel good about that in their clothing choices?
1: Well, and part of it is something that I did recently mention about recognizing your everyday style. So you're prioritizing how you feel most of the week rather than just how you feel for date night or girls night or whatever you have going on on the weekend. So taking real attention to that, I mean, and simple things like looking for clothes that can kind of shift sizes, knits and sweaters, things with stretch and movement are easier than heavily structured pieces. So it can be a sweater that's a medium, but you can still wear it when you're leaning towards small or you can still wear it when you're leaning towards large or jeans with a little bit more stretch in them. So they let you flex five to ten pounds and they're not uncomfortable. So clothes that can sort of give with you, even like a utility jacket and it has a drawstring waist. You can cinch in the waist when it makes sense. You cannot cinch in the waist when it makes sense. So clothes that can sort of give you some flexibility. I mean, I've I mentioned to you, I've worked with clients that are pregnant or are becoming pregnant. And it's like, even like, you know, you put on a jacket and at a certain size, you're not going to close it. At another size, you are going to close it, but otherwise it still fits. I mean, I have a leather jacket that I used to be able to close. Where I am right now, I can't close. I'm still wearing it because it's freaking cute. So, and it doesn't (laughs) look like it doesn't fit. So just like accepting that some things will not, it's not that they don't fit now. It's that they fit differently now. And that's totally okay. Because I mean, I deal with clients and I prefer not like people will come to me and say, I've gained weight and I just transition that into you shifted sizes. That's all. Love shifting, the word shifting takes it to a better place than gaining because people feel like gaining has negative connotations. All you've done is change sizes. Neither size is good or bad, it's just a different size. That perspective also helps a ton because it gives you the permission of course. to of course. buy clothes. You get to enjoy clothes no matter what size you are. If you're in a Love phase it. that you feel like it's temporary, Like I said, focus on the everyday, create a small capsule wardrobe of the most important pieces so you can still get about your day on a regular basis and not feel gross or yuck or bad or like your clothes are tight or uncomfortable or you're fidgeting all the time. Because that comes across in how you feel during the day and it can totally get in the way.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, random questions that had popped into my head as we... We went they're all over the place they are not they are not uh, related by any any stretch. Is there a wrong time or a wrong per mindset or perspective to clean out your closet?
1: I feel like that's a great question. Is there a wrong time? I actually just posted something recently on social media because January is the time that everybody feels like they're cleaning out their closet And basically what I said, if you're just doing it because everybody else is or, you feel like you're in a phase where you have a tough time making decisions, or let's say you can't properly devote the time and you feel like you'd be making hasty decisions, don't do it right now. There are other things you can do to clean out your closet that aren't necessarily going into your closet for an hour and getting rid of stuff. You can do things that remind you what you're wearing more and what you're wearing less. You can do things that will force you to wear things that you haven't worn for a while. There are strategies that can really help you recognize what's working and what's not that aren't just tossing a bunch of clothes. Sometimes tossing can feel good in the moment, but it might not produce the best result.
0: Right. I can totally see that. Like you're again, trying to be productive or make space for new things. But if you haven't identified your style or if you yeah. haven't played with things yet to see how else you can use them, you're just getting rid of stuff. And then you're going to end up, I feel like I've done this. You go and you buy this at a top and you're like, I swear I bought this before. I swear if exactly. I don't own it now, currently I did. Why do I keep <laughs> buying this damn top? Like <laughs> Well, and that's one
1: thing I tell people, even like pulling back to like a Pinterest exercise, that if there's something you love and the only reason you're getting rid of it is you don't know how to wear it, do some Pinterest research. If it's to go back to like the blazer example, if you're like blazers are too dressy for my lifestyle, search casual blazer outfits, search blazer mom style do some of those things and see what pops up to see if anything feels good and authentic to you. And then if there's stuff, you're like, I could make that in my closet, then try it on and see how it feels like do some work. We consciously, hopefully consciously make decisions about what comes into our closet. Just be just as conscious about what you're deciding leaves your closet, because sometimes it's, I don't think this makes sense for my lifestyle, but it could. Or I don't have stuff to wear it with, but otherwise I love it, and those are two reasons you wouldn't Mm -hmm. necessarily get rid of something that you're not wearing right now.
0: That makes sense because those are both rectifiable situations, especially if you're going to end up buying the same tab three more times. I've done it. (laughs) I have done it. Okay, so my next question has to do with um, being parent and. I'll say the general question and then I'll tell you the real question. I'll be politically correct. And I'll ask the question I really want to ask. Um, <laughs> so it's like, as your kids develop their own style and maybe it's just different than yours. And maybe, um, or like the, the question that's really coming up and I've seen before is like my husband will have a problem with something that my daughter is wearing. Right. And I wouldn't look twice at it. Cause I think she looks adorable and appropriate and all the things, but in his fatherly protective mind, it's like, it's a, a no fly zone. Right. So, what are because I can see like you kind of being reactive, whether it's from an appropriateness standpoint or just a style, but you're kind of putting a damper on their ability to really uh, have fun with this journey and, and express themselves, which is very appropriate. And if we're being honest as parents, all the things we want them to do inside our home before they go out and do it outside of our uh, sphere of influence and protection. So as uh, you ever have clients that deal with that or like what would be your like guidance
1: there? I mean, my, my general from being a parent guidance is I wish I didn't put such an emphasis on what my kids were wearing when they were younger because it honestly mm-hmm. just created unnecessary friction. It wasn't like anything they were wearing was going to put them in danger or be so incredibly inappropriate that they would get tossed out of school or whatever. Sometimes remember, and this might sound weird for me as a wardrobe stylist, it's just clothes yeah (laughs) it's no biggie i mean there's also the side parts of thinking through wait am i saying i wouldn't wear it therefore they shouldn't wear it like thinking just give yourself a second to pause to see where your objection is coming from and if it's just a matter of taste well then who cares if their clothes don't match they're playing with clothes it's who cares i mean i see this with like female clients with daughters all the time yeah i kind of struggle i kind of struggle with that a (laughs) tutu over her coat whatever big deal she'll probably take (gasps) it off during the day and it might not even make it home but just remember it's just clothes clothes are a place we need to remember this as adults that you can play and experiment and express different parts of your personality on a given day, let them have the time to do that before they start getting all these external societal messages of what is okay and what isn't okay.
0: I love that. See that, I knew you'd have a great answer there. It's so true. And again, if like, it comes back to intentionality as a parent. If we're not in a place of, like you said, just taking that extra second to think of it it's a, such an easy reaction to overparent and give them an option or to tell them they can't or not to when this is a great opportunity for them to really explore and have fun with it something that as I find this so often with this podcast something that we as adults actually can learn from right and mm-hmm. not take things so seriously instead yeah, of I mean,
1: um, you end up accidentally learning something about yourself when course. you're about to parent your kid yeah
0: uh huh yeah and that's the beauty of this whole journey uh, thank you. That was really fun. I'm glad uh, you got great answers for my fire, fire round of questions. So I, I can imagine, because I definitely want to, that after listening to this episode, people are going to want to follow you, understand more about what you do, yeah. what you offer. I know you have a lot of really great stuff on your Instagram. So can you tell our audience where, where they can find you, where you're most prevalent and any of the offerings that um, they can get involved with to work with you?
1: Yeah. So um, from a social media perspective, I am most active on Instagram. Um, my handle is not an easy one, but I will spell it. It's herb suburb style, U R B S U B, U R B S T Y L E. That also happens to be my website, but I share a lot on there um, on a regular basis. And I share some around like specific outfitting, but I also share a lot around the mindset behind style. That's the where I prefer awesome. to be um, is the mindset around style because that's a lot of the obstacles that i see people challenge you can google how to create outfits but how to be more intentional that's what i that's my sweet spot sort of so that's i'm active on insta um i have a newsletter that comes out twice a month it's a quick email with general tips and tricks and mindset shifts and most of it's derived around what i do with my clients i've been I've been a full-time stylist in April. It will be 11 years. So I've been doing this for a while. Last time I counted, I've been in over 350 closets. So um, that (laughs) newsletter, you can either find it on my website, herbsherbstyle.com, or or it's also a link in my Instagram profile. And then for anybody that wants to work with me, go to my website. You can see how I work with clients. Um, I do book really far in advance. So if it's something you're thinking about doing this year, Probably better to get a hold of me now, like I mentioned. Right now, I'm about to start booking clients that are going to start in like May and June.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, no way to practice being intentional and uh, have forethought than yeah. to uh, than to book out a few months because you'll still have the same you'll still have the same challenges. Then, I guarantee you. different seasons. Exactly the
1: same who mindset. Come on a ways and, like, mm. and then they come back to me six months later. Worst case scenario, I worked with someone else and it didn't work out. And now I want to be on yeah. your wait list again. And I'm like, okay, let's do it again.
0: It's true. I can't say I haven't had that happen before where we're just impatient. It's funny. I was listening to this audiobook. It was called Like Manifest, and it had to do with like setting your vision. And you kind of highlighted it with the Pinterest board, but getting very specific at the life you want for yourself and then having the courage to wait for that perfect vision. And the um, example that comes to mind that they used was like when you're furnishing a home. You have a new home, you're moving to a new space and you have this like set up in this furniture you fell in love with. Well, are you going to be okay waiting because furniture lead times, you know, this five months it might take for that furniture to come? Or are you going to go and find something similar that you don't love quite as much, but you can get faster? And if you do that in all aspects of your life, not to say just furniture is a very simple example, but you have those kind of concessions with Everything in your life from your sphere of influence to your job to like all the things, is your life really going to look the way that you really designed it to? Right. And and so I think it's great to give yourself permission to wait and to make sure you're getting the right fit, whether it be car, furniture, stylist, job, all the things. So I think you're worth the wait, Paul. I would do it. (laughs) 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 This has been so much fun. I cannot wait to roll this one out and see what our audience thinks. Um, uh, Please, if you do contact Paul, please let them know that we sent you. It's always fun for our guest uh, speakers to understand that that we have such an amazing uh, group of listener base. And I get so many emails from you guys as listeners and our speakers. So I just always love to know the connections that are happening. It means uh fills my, fills my heart, fills my bucket. So Paul, thank you so much for spending your time with us today and your fuzzy slippers uh, from the East coast <laughs> to the West coast. It was just a joy having you on. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much. It was really fun.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. And then uh, parents, you guys know the deal. We'll see you next week. We're here uh, week after week. Can't wait to share our next speakers with you. Paul was such a fun breath of fresh air and really great uh, tips. To, I think you can extrapolate the things that are not just fashion. So hope you guys enjoyed it. And until the next perfect time, everybody stay beautiful and stay inspired. Bye guys.